Welcome to A Raw Perspective, a fresh point of view. I am your host, Richard Anthony Wallace. Once again, it's the voice behind the podcast. Hope you are enjoying your Sunday, which is Super Bowl Sunday. And we have a football game going on today. We have sports going on in the midst of a pandemic. Who would have thought that we would be in this location a year ago? I was at a Super Bowl party at my boy's house, uh, Jelani's house, and we were watching the Chiefs and the 49ers play. Coronavirus was just in its inception. It's like a little baby waiting to be born and wreck havoc on the entire world. I didn't know any better. We were out celebrating. Who would have thought that had been the last time I've been out in a large group hanging out with friends that I haven't seen in about a year? What a year. A lot can happen within a year. And we are back with another Super Bowl. And this time, there's still going to be fans at Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. The NFL has granted 22,000 people to come to the Super Bowl to watch the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, Florida. This is the first time in Super Bowl history that a team will be playing in their home field. Specifically their home field. So, it will be the the clash of quarterbacks. Tampa Bay's Tom Brady versus Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes. There's going to be a lot of storylines about the changing of the guards. Old school versus new school. That's what's going to dominate the highlights of this upcoming game. Will Patrick Mahomes be able to win his second consecutive Super Bowl, being the youngest to win multiple Super Bowls in NFL history? Or will Tom Brady be able to win? I believe this would be his seventh Super Bowl victory if he were to win. And six of them that came with the New England Patriots, while one would come with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those will be the highlights of the story, but... The thing that's happening is we have 22,000 people that are going to be going to the Super Bowl. That is 22,000 people that are cheering, screaming out the top of their lungs, eating, drinking, cussing out, a whole bunch of stuff. That That is a super spreaded event in the state of Florida where there is the new variant, the I believe the South African variant, running rampant in the state of Florida. But, America and its capitalistic ideals in society, they say, yeah, screw it. We're going to have a Super Bowl. We're going to have 22,000 people come. And, that's about it. And what happens to them stays to them. Uh, people will be infected. People will get sick. It sucks, because it's going to be a super spreader event. But, I know America loves their football. They, they love Super Bowl Sunday. But this is the one time I implore you, if you are thinking about going to the Super Bowl or going to a Super Bowl party, please don't go. Please, for, for the sake of almost 500,000 people dead in the United States from a year ago, please don't go. That's the thing about Super Bowl parties, if you're trying to have a Super Bowl party. I implore you not to have a Super Bowl party this year. If you have your your inner circle of people 
that stay in your house and you want to watch the Super Bowl, watch the Super Bowl with them. Just watch it with them. Don't bring out outside guests, even if it is family, if it's your cousins. Be like, no, no, don't, don't come through. Just stay home, chill, watch the game, and call it a day. Because I, like many of you, are tired of being at home. I am tired of being at home. I have been sitting on my ass. Fortunate enough and blessed to still have a job. Blessed to still, you know, have a roof over my head. You know, privileged to still be able to have the functions to do stuff. Because I know a lot of families that are struggling to find where their next meal is going to come from. If they're going to get that next stimulus check. This is the times that we live in. And I can definitely empathize with a lot of those people. We have international students that I've been working with that have to go home because they don't have a full-time status and get deported to their their country in the midst of a pandemic because their visa has expired. These are the things that we're dealing with. But money is what the NFL is thinking about. We are not trying to lose money, which is why all the major events are happening in Florida or Atlanta or in the South, the South period. Because... That mentality, there's no such thing as a COVID-19 or coronavirus or any variants. We just live in regular life. We can have people in the crowds. Like, what? NBA is trying to have an all-star game in Atlanta. I was at the last all-star game in Chicago with a whole bunch of people. Now you're trying to have an all-star game in Atlanta? It's just priorities. And I get it. NFL, NBA, Whatever major sports organization is a business. And you have multimillionaires playing the sport at a high level. But sometimes you have to realize that your consumer, those 22,000 people, could probably be dead in the next four to six weeks. Next two months. Because they went to your event. But no one's going to talk about that. And I don't even know what the lawsuits are going to look like unless there's like a clause in the tickets saying that you we are not liable for any death pertaining to COVID-19 or symptoms related. I don't know if the NFL's got their butts covered like that. They probably do. But man, it's sometimes not worth it. I Even going to a major event like that, All-Star Game, a Super Bowl, or a championship game, those tickets are in the thousands of dollars. I went to the All-Star game. I went to the Rookie Sophomore Challenge, like the USA versus the world, like the first and second year people. Nosebleed seats were like $200 <laughs> at the United Center where the Bulls play. And the Bulls have been a terrible team all the time. I used to be able to buy a ticket for 60 bucks and be 100 level because they were that bad. <laughs> it's the sign of the times that we live in. Uh... It's, it just doesn't make any sense. And then, even if you are having a Super Bowl party, please don't. But what are the moods of the commercials going to be? Are they going to poke fun at the pandemic where we're all wearing masks? When people's lives have been affected left and right from a global pandemic? With almost 500 people 
500,000 people dead in the United States. You can't really do too much humor with a pandemic. And we'll see with the different commercials that come through. Because I would feel some type of way about commercials doing Groundhog's Day of what we live. It's, it's something that I'm trying to avoid. And I think people just want to get away from the pandemic because that's all we hear about time and time again. Even though it's being stressed time and time again. I'm even talking about it time and time again. I can't wait for the day where I don't talk about the pandemic. I can't wait. I can't wait to go to a, a sports venue to watch my Bulls. Hopefully they're better. If they suck, that's great. If they don't, that's still great. I, I want to go and you know explore, go to museums and stuff. I want to go on amusement parks. But with these major events like the Super Bowl happening, it's not going to happen. And then we got spring break that's coming up. Yeah, more and more people dead. But people don't care, which is just... Ugh. People don't realize how precious and fragile life is until it's gone. That's why I started this podcast, because my dad's life was, was precious. He's gone. I don't have that anymore. People's families have died from this. Because... Life is precious. All we had to do was just just obey for a couple weeks, few weeks. But we couldn't even do that. Now it's out of hand. We have anti-vaxxers, anti-mask people. People are going to do whatever the hell they want to do. So if they're going to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's just... I know we're not supposed to live our lives like risk, risk our lives. I don't know, (laughs) but sometimes you just have to be like, all right, enough is enough. Let's just follow the rules and yeah, just, just stop. (sighs) <sighs> it's getting tiring, y'all. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I want to go travel the world, too. I want to, you know, up, jump, and leave the United States of America. I can't wait for that day to happen. Just peace out of the U.S. of A. And don't look back. Not, you know, I got to wait, wait a little bit until that day happens. But... Why would we have a a Super Bowl during a pandemic? Sorry that you lose billions of dollars. You can always reap those billions of dollars back. Double charge. Who knows? I don't know. It's all about business. But life life is precious. Life is fragile. I'll talk about that in my next podcast. I'm actually going to talk about space, universe, how we're only here for... A time and season. I know I talked about that like episode two, time and season, but we are literally here for like a less than if we wanted to quantify human existence, we are here less than a second. Like as far as like people, and if you're talking about 
in the span of human existence, if you want to quantify that, if you want to take the the whole life of the planet Earth from its inception to its end, think of it as a whole calendar year. Human existence only lasts for about 13 minutes, if you wanted to quantify it like that. Not, not going to go too much into that. That'll be for next week's topic. But I guess I should make some predictions as far as who do I think is going to win the, the game from an analytical standpoint, if we're just talking purely from the game. You have the Kansas City Chiefs who are coming in at, what, 14-2. and two. Uh, They are the AFC champions hailing from Kansas City, Missouri. I know I have a lot of colleagues, classmates from... You know, the Kansas days when I was there for grad school that are KC all the way. And I look at Patrick Mahomes, and we could have had him as quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So I always think of him as my quarterback that we could have had. But we don't, because Ryan Pace is an idiot. But you have the 14-2 Kansas City Chiefs, uh, high electric offense. They they can score at will. They are they're beasts. They're amazing. I've never seen a highly potent offense just move like that. Amazing. And then on the other side, you have. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who come in at 11-5, and five, and they've run all their road games against, like, all the dominant teams that they had to face. They had to face, uh, who they face? Uh, New, New Orleans Saints. Who did they play before New Orleans? I don't even remember. But, yeah, they beat the Saints, and then they beat Green Bay, and now they're here. Uh, as far as predictions, like, the Chiefs are, it's it's almost 50-50 split as far as what experts are saying. Well, experts are more, like, inclined to say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win and repeat. Uh, and then uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, like, 25. It's, like, 75-25 from ex- experts. But here's some key stats that you need to know. The Buccaneers will be the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. It will be the team's second Super Bowl appearance, and it marks the fifth time since 2000 that a wildcard team has made it. Each of the previous four years went on to win. So the Chiefs, meanwhile, are in their fourth appearance ever and are trying to become the first repeat champions since the 03-04 New England Patriots. So the, the Chiefs... And the Bucks finished 1-2 in passing yards per game during the regular season. Per Elias Sports Pure Research, this will be the first Super Bowl ever to feature the top two passing offenses in the NFL. <laughs> and then Kansas City generates pressure about 35.8% of opponents passing plays this season. It's the second best in the NFL. And Tom Brady ranks 27th in QBR, which is QBR under pressure which is 10.6. And the Chiefs defensive tackle, Chris Jones, has the second best pass rush win rate as an interior rush defender, trailing only Aaron Donald. And then on the other side of the ball, 
Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in QBR when pressured. But Tampa Bay's Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett both rank top five in pass rush win rate among edge rushers in the postseason. Other facts. During the regular season, the Buccaneers ran the ball by design 34% of the time, which ranks about 26 in the NFL. They finished tied for 28th in rushing offense, so they only averaged about 95 yards per game. According to Elias, only Super Bowl winning team that has averaged less than 95 rushing yards during a regular season was the 2011 Giants, which Tom Brady is, is all over this. And the Chiefs have allowed touchdowns on 76% of red zone possessions, worse than any other team in the league, and the worst mark by a Super Bowl team in the past 20 years. Only five other Super Bowl defenses have red zone efficiency at or above 60%, and their collective Super Bowl record were 0-5. So Tampa Bay's Mike Evans has nine red zone touchdown catches this season. That includes playoffs. Tampa Bay defense has produced seven takeaways this postseason, which cornerback Sean Murphy-Mutton can join Rodney Harrison and Anitas Williams as the only player to record an interception in four consecutive playoff games if he hauls one on Sunday against Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Buccaneer wideout Chris Godwin are first and second in receiving when put in motion or shifted. They are tied for the most touchdowns on such plays. Here are some bold predictions. Chief safety Tyron Matthews will have a pair of interceptions. Honey Badger's going to take, and I feel like he's going to get them. Another bold prediction is Bucks tight end Rob Gronkowski will catch his 13th career playoff touchdown from Tom Brady. <laughs> Here's another bold prediction by experts, which I don't believe. Tom Brady will score four touchdowns en route to winning his fifth Super Bowl MVP. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but who I think is going to win, personally believe, I think that Kansas City Chiefs will repeat as Super Bowl champions the city known as Kansas of Cities. Well, Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, whichever side that you're on, the city of Kansas City will be hoisting up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the day with Patrick Mahomes being your Super Bowl MVP because he's going to be that dominant. So that's who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. I am not rooting for Tom Brady. That's just me. That is my bias. I hope that the Chiefs win. I'm counting every Chiefs victory in the Super Bowl as a Bears victory because we should have got Patrick Mahomes. Even even watching Big 12 football, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, period. But, you know, I'm not a GM, and I don't think the Bears have had a black quarterback in a while. I mean, I believe Cordell Stewart was their last black quarterback. They might have had some backups. I don't know, but... I would have to look. I'm not talking about them because the Bears suck. And if they get Carson Wentz, I am officially off the bandwagon for Chicago Bears because him, Carson Wentz, and Mitchell Trubisky pretty much had the same rating together. So I'm done with that. Anyway, like I said, next week I'm talking about the universe. 
and how fragile life is, all that. But until next time, my name is Richard Anthony Wells. This is a raw perspective. Peace.